Hi friends, I'm Momi, your host. And I'm Hina, your other host. This is a show where we unpack our trauma through movies and television. You know, like adults. We've been best friends for 10 years, so there's a lot of trauma. Every episode, we give unfiltered advice to fictional relationships, romantic, platonic, or otherwise. You get all the satisfaction of spilling tea without any of the consequences. It's like a Tumblr fever dream, circa 2009, we promise to keep our use of the terms ship and OTP to an absolute minimum. This is Parasocial. Hello. Hello, Parasites. The prodigal son, son, daughters have returned. Yes. The prodigal daughters have returned. Uh, where, what, what have we been doing, you ask? I'm so glad that you asked. Yeah, you know, what have we been doing? I have been in Hawaii just partying it up. Oh, yeah. Boys just should party it up. <laughs> I was on the beach. I was eating fish. I was on a catamaran. I was at the gay bars. I was at museums. Mm-hmm. I was at yep. parks. I was eating copious amounts of food. Yes. I was staying at a very fancy Airbnb. I was just living, living life. Just living the dream, guys. And was. mommy was so gracious to watch my little doggy, Blanche. Yeah, I was being a dog mom. Yeah. In a big house all by myself. But uh, but sure, relax. It wasn't relaxing. It was nice and relaxing and lonely. And then I <laughs> and then Blanche and I did lots of activities together. Yes. I gave her facials. I gave her little puppy facials and massages. We went on lots of walks. It yeah, was... now she's a brat. And now I've ruined Blanche for the rest of the household yes. because she feels like she gets that pampering all the time. Then now. she doesn't. And uh, she doesn't. That was a coercive attempt on Mommy's part. Um, and it worked because she fucking loves me. And uh, yeah. now, yeah. yeah, I literally, what basically the gist of it is Blanche went on strike the day after everyone left the house and it was just me and her. And she refused uh, to eat. Oh, her to food. Be, clarify, yes, yeah, a strike for food, not political affiliation. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's decidedly a apolitical. Right. And so she decided she wasn't going to eat her food. And I, after a day, I was like, listen. We can't be doing this. This is why hunger strikes work. Right. And so then two days go by. We're on the third day. We're halfway through the third day. She still has not eaten any food since her parents left. And I was like, if they come home to a dead Blanche, I'm never going to be forgiven. Yes. I w- I w- you could say that I would be a little upset. Right. So I then was like, oh, I must not be doing your food right, Blanche. Maybe I should put in this little chicken doggy seasoning your mom told me about. And like, you just get that with every meal. And I swear to God, the second I put it in, she inhaled that food like, you know, she was starving. And so I was like, oh, this must be it. She gets that seasoning every couple of weeks as a little treat, a little dessert. Right. So anyway, Uh, two weeks go by. She's now had that little seasoning in every single meal on top of the treats I give her on Mm -hmm. top of the pampering and the walks and the facials and the massages. And now she's ungrateful. (laughs) And now she's so ungrateful. She is such a menace now. It's fantastic. It's the worst. So anyway, that's what's been happening since since we've been on hiatus <laughs> uh and uh, we were thinking to ourselves how how do we how do we re-enter into the podcast how do we set things off with a bang yeah. 
might you say. And so we thought, let's go a little off the beaten path. Let's do something new. Let's do something different. And so today, after we do our housekeeping, we will be talking about The Graduate, the 1967 cinematic classic featuring Dustin Hoffman, Anne Bancroft, Catherine Ross. How exciting. Mm-hmm. So, for our housekeeping, sometimes the house is dirty and you got to clean it up. Yes. Here's how you can clean it up. You can subscribe to the show on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you get podcasts, that's where we are. Yes. You hit clicky, clicky, that little subscribey, scribey, and you will have us in your ears every Friday. Yes, you can. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram. Indeed. At, at Parasocial Angst. We're that's also a on Twitter. social media platform for those of you that are not in the know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have Twitter. We have Instagram. We also have Twitch. We do. Uh, Twitch.tv slash parasocialpodcast. But maybe that's not personal enough for you. Yeah. Maybe you're thinking, I want something that's going to be for the parasocial ladies' eyes and their eyes only. Yeah. Well, t- don't you worry, little lady. You can email parasocialpodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Um, and we will, we will get back to you. Yeah. Great. That's Fantastic. the house that's is clean our, now. Our, yeah, we cleaned our house. Okay. Yeah. But you have to make sure that other people come so that we can tell them how yeah. to clean the Share house. Share us to too. your stories. Yes. Tell everyone. Tell your friends. Tell your at Nana. gunpoint. Now shall we begin the show? <laughs> okay, so the graduate, if you haven't seen it, is a film about a disillusioned college graduate who finds himself torn between an older lover. And her daughter. And actually, this is kind of a callback to our Fifty Shades of Grey episode. Mm. I, not until I watched this movie, did I know that oh, this Anastasia is the Mrs. Steele Robinson is that... making a reference yeah, to yeah, this yeah. film. Mrs. Robinson, the kind yeah. of predatory woman who convinces a young Christian Grey to tie her up and tie me down and call me daddy kind of relationship. She's a pedophile. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was the one doing the tying, not him. Sure, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. But Dustin Hoffman, or Ben, in this film, is 21, so it's not mm-hmm. technically against the law, but boy, is it suspect, you could say. Yes. So, here's our main characters. We have Ben Broderick, again, played by Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. We have Mrs. Robinson, his older lover, and then we have her daughter, a young woman named Elaine. Yes. So, I'm going to go to the Wikipedias. Why? Because Wikipedia is your friend. Hey, and... listen, I already have it open. What do great, you mean, honey? Great. So, this is my dramatic reenactment of the plot of The Graduate. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Let me have it. After earning his bachelor's degree from East Coast College, Benjamin Broderick returns to his parents' Pasadena, California home. He cringes as his parents deliver accolades during his graduation party and retreats to his bedroom until Mrs. Robinson, the wife of his father's law partner, insists that he drive her home. Once there, she tries to seduce him. He initially resists her advances, but after his parents continue to make him feel isolated and desperate for any kind of connection, he invites Mrs. Robinson to the Taft Hotel, where he registered under... Where he registers. <laughs> this is a is, a, is this a clunky reenactment? Yes, it is. <clears throat> he invites Mrs. Robinson to the Taft Hotel, where he registers under the pseudonym there you Mr. Go. Gladstone. Wow, what do you think that's I a would reference not to? That word. Okay, what? Gladstone. No. Oh, pseudonym. pseudonym. <laughs> that is. Give not... it a go. Pseudonym. No, Su- I know it. <laughs> <laughs> 
pseudonym. Uh, every episode, Mummy learns uh, a word. So I learned how for to... ninety nine cents a day, you <laughs> you can help Mommy. this young woman learn how to read. I literally learn how to correctly pronounce a word at every, every episode. Episode, it's upsetting me. Right, you Why me do you think this? that Mister Gladstone is is a is that a reference to something? I think it's a it's a commentary on how not his glad. stones are glad. What his stones like his his nuts balls his balls are glad. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's one way to take it. I took it more of a it's a commentary on like how he the op how it's like the how he wishes he felt like oh uh, like he, he's like. He was like a depressed and isolated and lonely, but he wishes right. he was glad. Yeah, glad Get and glad. kind of like yeah, like a name like Gladstone, like you're uh, kinda like Chipper. Chipper. Yeah. Chip I off the that. old block. Eh? Eh? Isn't that a part of a stay with me. Mulan two. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really trying to stay here. Okay. All right. She's she's a chip off the old block. No, that's from the first movie. That's that's, from that's the what first transitions one. into Ancestors, hear my plea. I'll be not a mega pool of me. Another family tree. You'll bring out to us all. Yeah, that one. Okay, uh, moving on. You want me to do this paragraph since? <laughs> what do you mean this paragraph? Or why are you acting like we're reading this plot off of Wikipedia? How dare you insinuate <laughs> that this isn't a, an original piece of writing? Okay. Um, how dare you suggest that? How dare this is my I episode. I'm going to continue. You said a dramatic <laughs> reading of the Wikipedia plot off the top of this entire segment. It's I mentioned Wikipedia as my inspiration. Oh, I, did I see. Not, um, uh, right. I'm sorry. I was mistaken. Thou shall not covet a neighbor's wife. I shall not covet from Wikipedia. <clears throat> Uh, although, if you do find this on the Wikipedia, know that somebody listened to this episode, transcribed it, and then swapped the plot out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they Wikipedia. totally did that. Yeah. So, Benjamin spends the summer relaxing in his parents' pool by day and meeting Mrs. Robinson at the hotel by night. During one of their trysts, I love that word, tryst. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is a good place to start again. <laughs> oh, what, no. Uh, <laughs> can you tell me what you, what you thought that word was? Trice. Trice. Meet me meet me tonight for a little tristing. <laughs> Listen, it During feels one... like it works in my head, okay? During one of their trysts, <laughs> Mrs. Robinson reveals that her loveless marriage resulted when she accidentally became pregnant with her daughter Elaine. When Benjamin jokingly suggests that he date Elaine, Mrs. Robinson angrily forbids it. However, Benjamin's parents, unaware of the affair, are eager for their son to date Elaine and relentlessly pester him to ask her out, as does Mr. Robinson. Benjamin gives in and reluctantly takes Elaine on a date. Wow. I think one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he shows up to take Elaine on a, on the date, and it's yeah. just him and Mrs. Robinson. In the, oh, in the uh, foyer. In the foyer, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just, like, him trying to, like, awkwardly, like... Yeah. Tell her, oh, this isn't my de- my idea. Like, yeah, she yeah, goes, yeah. I thought I was like very clear. Like, this is like this I don't is want- absolutely unacceptable. Right, right, right. You know what's funny too is like them having that conversation kind of reminds me of like it's an outlandish situation, obviously, because right. she's fucking her friend's son. son. Right. But that is such a line that a fuck boy would give you. Right. Like. Oh, like I don't have a choice. Like she was drunk and she had to sleep over, and like I, I didn't, I didn't even want, want to. to. I just, like, didn't want yeah, to be an it asshole. was just like that whole scene. It was, I is is one of my favorites because like you get to see how 
a you get to start to understand how a how fucked up in the head Ben is. Yeah. <laughs> and how like unwilling to be accountable for his own actions he totally. is. Totally. And then also how like deeply disturbed Mrs. Robinson is in that oh, yeah. she thinks she has some sort of claim, claim. over this boy. Yeah. After, like no you don't. Yeah. Like you are you you just don't have any goddamn right. Like, yeah. Well, I and I was conflicted the whole time because on one hand, right, obviously very coercive to prey upon a young man who's clearly like not in the best mental space, who is far right. younger than you, who you have known for his whole life, that yeah. you have this huge power dynamic, like a power imbalance between you and him. But then at the same time, that the woman was just she was. She was self possessed. She yes. was. I was like, okay, well. Come well, I mean, on. It's not, I mean, yeah. All it's right. like on one hand, I'm come like, on, it's Mrs. hard Robinson. to say no to, and then on the other, Mrs. Robinson, I would. I'll say it. Yeah, same. You know, same. I I would I, today. I, I respect like <laughs> I I respect the game. Oh yes, a hustle. That's bitch. a hustle. I get it. Okay. Would I have chosen a smarter person? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> when, when you're idiot, in bro. your fifties in a loveless marriage and you choose to pursue a young man, you're saying that you would choose a different young man. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. kind of young man do you plan to pursue? Well, just one that just can, uh, just knows how to function as a person. Mm. Maybe a little older than whatever than like twenty one. I don't know. Mm. That's it, a key element of like of your ability to manipulate him, though, right? Is sure, that so but off. like it just felt like. Like Ben was so so inexperienced and yeah. so so nervous and so so like incapable of like even like communicating with her properly. So are you saying that when you're in your fifties, you're not going to be deflowering a bunch of virgins? No, I don't plan on it. Boo, you whore! I know. I'm sorry. Okay, well, fine. We'll sorry to on. be a disappointment. Yeah, well, um, you know. You know, I'm gonna be with my cats, and I'm gonna be happy with my number cats. one. She can't read. Number two. She's <laughs> she's unwilling or unable to deflower. Okay, her no, no, unwilling, bitch. Unwilling. <laughs> I'm able. She's unable. Wow. For um, a lot of reasons, skill. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Number one. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, okay. How many bitches have you deflowered? Stop it. I can't Don't say ask it on that this question. Podcast. Actually. Uh, <laughs> honestly, none. I have never <sighs> taken somebody's virginity. I actually have. So here we are. Yeah, fuck you. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so she can. can do it. She can prey on a young boy. <laughs> oh, fuck you. In what situation? Tell me, whose virginity did you take? I took... Like, I obviously have to know this person. Oh, well, actually you don't, because it was before I met you. But... It was... Okay, so it was like... With... It was like my first boyfriend, we were on a break. Oh, in between that. And it was had... in between that, I was dating this other guy, and okay. I was like 21, and he was like... 20? 15. What? Sorry. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're trying to get me to... I, the <laughs> FBI is going to knock down our fucking door right now. Thank you. No, no, yeah, yeah. He um, was 20. No, no. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't wink he at me was... like that. Don't fucking wink at me. No, for real. He was like... He was like 20. And yeah. I was like 21. Okay. And anyway, I just didn't expect him to be a version. It wasn't something he said. He didn't like tell me explicitly that we had already... Oh, you did it on accident. Not on accident, but... <laughs> But you didn't know that you were doing it when I was, you did it. Yeah, we were pretty much, like, in the midst. Okay. And then I realized, that I just, like, Had saw a, a look on his face. Yeah. And I was like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Are you telling me everything? He was like, uh, well, I mean, I didn't know how to say it. And I was like, holy fuck, you're... 
you're a virgin? And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Not a big deal. Is this even what you want? Or are you yeah. doing this to check a box off? Like, what yeah. is going, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the vibe? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be your first if this is going to mean more to you. And Damn, you said that like, in real time? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, I did. Oh, I didn't have I You said, have I'm, I like, I'm, I'm not going to date you. I don't like you like that. No, it was just more of like I don't want that kind of pressure. Like if oh, okay. you're not if this if this is something where like you feel like you're gonna be attached to it, like yeah. I I'm I'm not ready for that. Like yeah. I don't know if I'm if I wanna sign up for that. Yeah. So like if this is more of like a you you just wanna experience it to check a box off. Right. And like we can kind of go our separate waves and I won't I won't scar you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Where even were we? Okay. I don't even know. Sorry. Um, wow. Okay. So a lot about last, today. last we, last we saw our, <laughs> our friends, <laughs> right. Mrs. Robinson and Ben are having this, like, I told you not to take my daughter out. And he's like, my parents made me. And then yeah. he was like, okay, fine. So when he sees how upset Mrs. Robinson is, Benjamin attempts to sabotage his date by ignoring Elaine, driving recklessly, taking her to a strip club. She flees the club in tears, but Benjamin, feeling remorseful, runs out after her, apologizes, and kisses her. Full We're gonna stop. Get... Full stop. Fuck that shit. That was... So creepy. Insane. Creepy. Insane. Number one, taking her to a strip club. There are worse. There are easier ways to ruin a date, my guy. Oh, totally. Easier and less humiliating ways to ruin a date. Oh, for sure. Right? Second, in what world do you get to kiss her after all the bullshit you just pulled? There was also this weird, like, the, the scene where he kisses her. She He, like, runs out. And they're, yeah. like, against, like, what looks like a kind of like a temporary wall in front of, like, a construction thing. Like, it's, like, in the middle of the street. Yeah. And it's, like, a medium shot. And so you can see them from, like, the hips up. Yeah. And you, when he goes in for the kiss, you can kind of see her hands coming up by her face and doing that kind of, like, a small version of, like, oh, I've seen a bug. Like yeah. hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kind of like, uh. <sighs> and it's weird. <laughs> yeah, like she kind of like almost, like she wants to stop him, but she doesn't know how to stop him. And then him. she like leans into it. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is nice. And then hard cut, and she's just like fucking downing a hamburger. Like right. she's never ate before. I just. <laughs> what? How is this? Ha- this doesn't happen in real life. It's strange. It was, ve- it was just a weird choice. And if a man ever took me to a strip club and I was crying out in the street and he tries to apologize to me, there's no way I kiss you. Oh, no. And he's just like being weird and standoffish the entire fucking time. The entire time. Uh, Yeah. Weird. No, girl, go home. Also, Dustin Hoffman is 29 years old when he filmed this movie. And... Like, obviously, this movie came out more than 50 years ago. Yeah. And so the production value is different, obviously, and all of those things. Movies have changed. Film has changed. Technology has changed. Yeah. But he doesn't look 21. And no, so not at all. it does make all of his guffaws not endearing if they're supposed to be in any way not relatable like it feels much more sinister because he he does look not old old but he does not seem like he's in his early 20s at all 
No. So it just, I think it could have come off as like more innocent and just like misguided if yeah, he it had feels, seemed younger. It feels calculated. I don't think it feels calculated. I think it feels. I don't. I think it feels unintentionally cool. calculated is a weird phrase, but like it just felt. I think maybe what I'm looking for is yeah, it did feel more sinister because he does look older, and I don't believe yeah. that he's as young as he's trying to portray himself to be. Yes, it and, feels very forced. Like him yeah, being young feels kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just it it's it's much heavier because he doesn't seem young. Yeah. In that, or that that level of young. So they kiss. They eat at a di- at a drive-in restaurant where they bond over their shared uncertainty about their future plans. After they visit the Taft Hotel for a late night drink, and the staff greet Benjamin as Mr. Gladstone. Elaine deduces that Benjamin is having an affair with a married woman. Benjamin yeah. swears that the affair is over and makes plans for another date with Elaine for the following day. To prevent Benjamin from dating Elaine, Mrs. Robinson threatens to tell Elaine about the affair. To thwart this, Benjamin reveals to Elaine that the married woman is her mother. Elaine is so upset that she refuses to see Benjamin again and returns to school at Berkeley. (sighs) This fucking movie. (coughs) This what? Okay, Mrs. Robinson making moves. Oh, yes. Fucking staking her claim in a real way. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's my question. Do you think that that for Mrs. Robinson, do you think it was more about somebody else not having him or or the fear of of her daughter ending up like her? I think it was the fear of her daughter ending up like her. Mm-hmm. And I think her kind of knowing that it be, if Benjamin was you know, willing to be manipulated by her in this way. Yeah. Like, that he's that kind of a person. And, yeah. like, she didn't want her daughter to be yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. And then I think that, like, underlining all of that was just her desire to maintain something that was purely hers. Yeah. Right? That wasn't, like, given to her by her husband. Or, yeah. like, that she had to, like, sacrifice, like, her art. Mm-hmm. Like, she had a whole degree in art, but she sacrificed all of that to, like, yeah. raise her kid, be a, be a wife. Right. Right? So, like, she didn't have to, she didn't get to pursue any of her own dreams. And so, like, this affair with Ben yeah. was, like, a way for her to exert some kind of control over something. Totally. And it's definitely of its time, right? In that, not that they're aren't still stay-at-home mothers not that there's anything wrong with being a stay-at-home yeah. mother right it can not for sure but it can put you in a vulnerable position if your husband is the primary breadwinner and yep. you are staying home therefore you're not accumulating job experience and it, it just creates a world in which you are highly financially dependent on this relationship enduring whether or not it's positive yeah um, it reminds me of this show that i love the good wife Mm. the premise is this woman is married to the district attorney in chicago and she was a lawyer and she was she went to school to be a lawyer she graduated yeah from like a prestigious school and when they got married she had to give up and leave her career as a lawyer behind to raise the family because he went on campaign he had to be elected so she had to play the, the good role. wife, yeah. right? And so he ends up having an affair. They all do. He ends up having an affair and then also going to jail for Yikes. laundering. And so 
He goes to jail. There's this huge scandal. And now he's gone. And she has to figure out a way to make money and take care of her kids. Yeah. So she goes back to work as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's this whole scene in the in the first episode of the show of her going to her friends who are now established lawyers, yeah. right? And trying, essentially trying to, like, beg for a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she has no work experience. Yeah. But she has this degree. Yeah. Right? And, like, it's just, it kind of gives me, like, the what could have been for Mrs. Robinson mm. if she had decided that, like, this marriage was not she didn't want to be in this marriage anymore yeah and the things that she would have to do in order to build a life for herself outside of it maybe my follow-up question to that is like right obviously i've never been married and i don't have kids but i can imagine especially at that time how you get to that place right like you get pregnant you got to get married that's the expectation blah 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 but even though she was unhappy and she said very vocally that she was in a sexless and loveless marriage, she could have had affairs with so- with other people. Yeah. And so my thing is, why do you think for her hmm. it was Ben and not somebody else? She's a, a, clearly a very attractive woman. Like she could have had, I think, she, if she had wanted to. So I think she, it was the power play that that's hot for her. Or do I you think? think- it's just like easier for her if she's the one that can be in control emotionally. No, I just think that she, I think that's attractive to her. And I think that she was, I think that's the whole reason why she wanted an affair in the first place was for her to be able to exert control and power. Embodying a role that she doesn't yes. uh, get to embody in her yeah, actual exactly. relationship. Mm. Yeah. And because he is a family friend, right? He's a son yeah. of a family friend. She gets access to him. Yeah. Right. So like, logistically it kind of does make sense in that like Mm -hmm. she can go over to the house anytime she wants like it doesn't feel weird for him to be at her house yeah does it feel weird for them to go do things like okay so here so for a movie that's very much about sex and relationships there's not a lot of sex in this movie yeah um (laughs) it like disappointing it's, it's basically just like kiss harsh cut Next day, covered in sheets. Like, there's absolutely nothing. Right. There's, like, a scene of him flopping on top of her. But it's almost, like, more artsy in... Yeah. Like, it's not meant to be, like, they're active in sex. It's, like, a transitional scene. Right. Okay. What kind of... What kind of sex are they having? Vanilla. Vanilla sex? Vanilla sex. Mm. Remember now, Ben's a virgin. Yeah, but she chose him... Because of his malleability, and she clearly is a freak. Sure. I'm just saying vanilla. I'm saying even if she's a freak. How vanilla is vanilla? Give me details. I'm thinking... Okay, I'm, I'm thinking, like, at the most, yeah. some, like, some choking. Mm. Some, a little bit of spanking. Okay. But, like, that's it. I think that Mrs. Robinson has a praise kink. And... Okay, okay. No, I like this. I and like this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of already playing into their power imbalance. Okay, She okay. gets to embody the power. She gets to, like, oh, embody her okay, sexuality. Like, like she... I see. Praise... Not praise kink in the sense that, like, she... She wants to be the good girl, but no, no, no. no, he's the good boy. He's the good boy. Okay, okay. He's the good boy, okay. and Mommy Robinson Ooh. is there to... Um, right. 
No, okay, guide I can him. see that. I can see that. You know what I mean? I so it's like that. it's like vanilla, but it's also like very like steeped in praise okay. and kind of like humiliation okay. and like okay. yeah, you fucking want me. Yeah. All right. Leaning into the whole taboo of it. I can see that. I can mm. see that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I think for her, that's it more than anything else. Like, it's You know what? That makes perfect sense because of pursuit. the way she, like, talks to him and, like, orders him around. Yeah. And, like, tells him to go do shit for her. Like, yeah. go get my, go get a hanger. Yeah. Right? And, like, he's like, well, what hanger do you want? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. bitch, okay. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, it 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 is like, kind of like. Do you want Mrs. Robinson? There's like salt. It's like seasoned with some like implications of like okay. a 1960s version of BDSM. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. S- seasoned, sprinkled, lightly. A little little dusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I c- I could also see like a paddle coming into play. Ooh. Or like a almost actually, you know what it is? It would be like the tools for a trade. It would be like a pearl clutch or something. Oh yeah. Oh, oh Mrs. Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're so feisty. So feisty. Okay. I mean, she's had a lot of time to ruminate. Oh, she has. Imagine a sexless, loveless marriage. For okay. Years. Boom. Hot take. Mr. Robinson is gay. Mr. Robinson is gay. And Mr. Robinson is hooking up with Ben's dad. <gasps> and that is actually the beginning story of what is that fucking show on Netflix with Jane Fonda and oh my god have you seen that no yeah Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin oh, uh, their husbands come they're... out as gay oh that's right and then right. they're like grieving together and they're trying to like figure out how to pick up the pieces of their life and okay was it I actually was a lie? have watched a few blah, episodes blah, blah, of that blah, blah. yeah my mom likes it a lot yeah okay you know Yes. Okay, sorry. Moving on. Okay, so... Right, Elaine uh, refuses to see him. She's upset. Yeah, they're, everybody's upset. It's basically over, right? Yeah. It's over with Mrs. Robinson. Elaine is like, oh my god, you've been having an affair with my mom. It's implied that... Or not implied, but Mr. Robinson and Mrs. Robinson are going to get a divorce because it's come out. Blah, blah, blah. Elaine knows. So, And so Elaine goes back to school to Berkeley. Benjamin follows her to Berkeley, hoping to regain her affections. Elaine is aghast because her mother told her that Benjamin raped her when she was drunk. After Benjamin explains what really happened and apologizes, Elaine forgives him and they rekindle their relationship. He asks her to marry him, but she is uncertain despite her feelings for him. Later, an angry Mr. Robinson arrives at Berkeley and confronts Benjamin in his boarding room, where he informs him that he and his wife will be divorcing soon and threatens to have Benjamin jailed if he continues to see Elaine. He then forces Elaine to leave college to marry Carl Smith, a classmate whom she briefly dated. A lot to unpack. Oh my god. A lot to unpack. Because number one, Ben and Elaine go on one date. One date. We don't know much about Elaine. We don't know what they have in common besides both being in their early twenties and being a little lost. Lost and and unclear about what's happening next. And both like trying struggling against the expectations that the adults in their life have that they're going to quote unquote be something, quote unquote do something. Right. Quote unquote be somebody. So they're re- they're they're lamenting about that. Uh... But I don't know what they have in common. And granted, like clearly 
this like this film is not about the tea of this chaotic right. situation. It's about like larger themes of like mm-hmm. loneliness and desperation and feeling um, feeling lost and yeah. I <laughs> they went on one date. They kissed one time. It's not that serious. Is and he wants to marry her. And she's thinking about it. And she's fucking considering it. Hello? Also. What? He just said, oh no, her mom says this guy raped me, which granted he didn't, but yeah. she says that and he's like, oh no, I didn't. Oh, and no, that's didn't. all she that, requires. That's all. That's it. That's to be like, oh fuck, what a misunderstanding. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. Hello? I can't believe I thought that you raped my mom. Isn't this kind of like early? Isn't that, is, doesn't this sort of happen in the first season of American Horror Story? I didn't watch it, so I wouldn't know. Okay. That it's just bonkers to me. It's bonkers. That's all she needs is him to be like, no, no, you just, it's you have it all wrong. Oh no! I no, would no. never do that. No, no, no. She, she coerced me. She coerced me. It's all good. <laughs> right? Like it's totally okay. She's in the yeah. wrong, not us. We can be together. Yeah, it's Bitch, fucking weird. What? And it's also the 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 thing that is like, I mean, again, clearly the theme of this film is. That he tells Ben as he's leaving to Berkeley to go follow her after Elaine, tells his dad that I'm going to go marry, marry Elaine right. as if it's she a, doesn't hate him at the time. Right. Or like that she doesn't know even. It's it's crazy. And like his parents, right, are like, oh, okay. So like you guys have talked about it. We're so happy for you. He's like, oh, no, she doesn't know. Yeah. What? You're, you're, have you talked to her yet? No, no. I don't think that she wants to talk to me right now. She doesn't like me right now. She doesn't like me. Okay, cool. Okay. So how are you going to get this marriage rolling? <laughs> right. Hello. But uh, the fact that he then goes proceeds to stalk her. Oh, it's fucking weird. Yeah, he's like following her around campus. What the fuck? Like, he goes so far as to like when he finds out that she's being forced to marry Carl Smith, he goes to Carl's fraternity. Yeah. He tracks down Carl's fraternity, goes in, pretends to be the what was it the reverend or something like oh no he pretends to be like someone who needs to go to the wedding yeah gets all the fraternity boys to tell him where the wedding is yeah and then proceeds to call mr robinson's office yeah acting as though he's the reverend for the wedding to the receptionist yeah then gets her to tell him what church they could possibly be at yeah and he goes searching yeah for different churches yeah, runs home to her house, has an altercation with Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Very Oh yeah, well let let's let's close it out, actually. We're yeah. at a good yeah, place yeah, to close yeah. it out. So Benjamin drives back to Pasadena and breaks into the Robinson home in search of Elaine. Yeah. Instead, he finds Mrs. Robinson, who calls the police and claims that her house is being burglarized. She then tells Benjamin that he cannot prevent Elaine's marriage to Carl. Before the police can arrest him, Benjamin flees the Robinson home and drives back to Berkeley. There, he visits Carl's fraternity, which is what you were talking about, yeah. and discovers from one of Carl's fraternity brothers that the wedding will take place in Santa Barbara that day. He rushes towards the area near the church when his Alfa Romeo, which he received as a graduation present from his parents, runs out of gas, causing him to jog towards the church and arrives as a ceremony ends. Overlooking the sanctuary, he bangs on the glass, separating him from the wedding and shouts Elaine's name. After surveying the angry faces of Carl and her parents, Elaine shouts, 
Ben and flees the sanctuary. Benjamin fights off Mr. Robinson and repels the wedding guests by swinging a large cross, which he uses to barricade the church doors, trapping them inside. Elaine and Benjamin escape aboard a bus and sit among startled passengers. As the, buff, as the bus drives on, their ecstatic smiles slowly fade away and they begin to look towards an uncertain future. Bro. I will say that that the ending scene of them getting on the bus, like running, like their adrenaline's high, they're yeah. super excited, they're like high on life, and them sitting down and being so smiley and happy, and like just really watching the reality set in. Set in. Oh yeah, no, I think that was the best scene in the movie. I really liked that. Yeah, it. I think that was very well done. Yeah. Even like the the shot of them looking into the bus and yeah. like everyone's just staring at them. Yeah. Just like what the fuck yeah. are you guys doing? Yeah. And them just slowly trying to like just bear, grin and bear through it and yeah. then realizing oh fuck. Yeah, that you can't really take back what you just did. Yeah, there's no going back now. And you know what? I actually think that that might be a parallel to the Mrs. Robinson situation of like mm. right, they kind of got... just did they kind of just did what she what she did. Yeah, the impulse to like, like, well, I need to love this choice, right? Like, I made this choice. It's done already. I need to love this choice. Yeah. I need to make it work. I need to want to make it work, Mm -hmm. you know? No matter how doomed it might feel. Yeah. I, it's too big of a choice for me to not try to make it work. Especially because I think, right, and it it goes full circle, right? Like the movie, the film starts off with Ben being depressed and lonely Mm -hmm. and despondent and doing all of these things to feel anything. And then it ends in the same place with him feeling lonely and depressed and despondent. Yeah. He's right back where he started. Yeah. And it was for naught. But I think that there's times like that piece to me is really relatable of like, I just need to do something, anything. Yeah, to like... I, I, that is, that's probably the one piece of this film that I connected the most with mm-hmm. is like that desperate bid for connection yeah. and spark mm-hmm. from anything at all. Yeah, and how like and the crazy things you'd consider and the crazy things you'd do just to have a taste of that. Right to cut through the monotony. And yeah, yeah, no, I I understand that, and like I I get that. Yeah, but yeah, it it always ends up feeling empty in the end, especially if it's like from a place of like true like unhealthiness. Like it's yeah. you know what I mean. Like well, because there's that scene that I feel like kind of constitutes uh, the shift and or the decline in the miss the Mrs. Robinson and Ben situation where they're about to fuck essentially, and Ben just like, can we can we talk? Like, yeah. can we just, like, talk this time about anything? Like, just right. anything. Yeah. He's How like, was your day? Like, we should talk. We should connect. And she's just, like, so disinterested in it. Yeah. And. That's not what she's there for. No. And he. And that's not what he's there for. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're doing this for two very different reasons. Yeah. And I think it it wasn't until that moment that he started to even realize that he wasn't that it wasn't about the physicality of it all, yeah, or like the tabooness or right. like the the risk, right? It was about connection, 
And well, I think, I, think why... I feel like he 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 actually realizes less about him realizing it for himself and more about him realizing that that that's not what it is for her. Right, right, right. But I guess what I'm saying is like I think that's why he latches onto Elaine. Totally. So much is that she does listen and she does connect. Yeah. And like for him, there's no way like he doesn't connect with anyone else in his life. Like even his parents, right? Yeah. They're always trying to smother him with their desires and their yeah. expectations of him. And I thought it was really cool. Like the shot of him in the scuba scoot mm. and like he's walking out and you only see it from his perspective. Yeah. And then they essentially drown him. Yeah. Right. And they're like drowning him with their expectations of him. Yeah. And they don't actually see him for who he is. Right. They just see their desires. Yeah. And yeah, I just feel like that's why he he becomes so manic and obsessed with Elaine mm. and goes goes through all of these hoops to claim her and yeah. to be with her is because to him, she's the only thing that ever felt like genuine connection. Yeah. Even though it really wasn't. Right. But that was the closest he ever felt or got to it. Yeah. Well, and I think it was that's the only person that's ever chosen him back. Mm-hmm. You know? 100%. And I think we were talking about this, this before we started recording, but I feel like there's this really big privilege piece with Ben, right? Like, he's rich. He just graduated from college. He is the recipient of a fellowship. He could go to grad school. Yeah. He's being pursued sexually by multiple women and he's dissatisfied and not saying that those things mean that you're going to inherently be happy but right we see that he is feeling disconnected and unhappy but he actually has in the entire film does absolutely nothing to find fulfillment for himself yeah he just like wants to be fulfilled yeah. Without putting any effort into being fulfilled, into finding that for himself, right. into learning he about himself. He wants it to just be handed it, handed to him the way everything else everything is. Everything else is. And he, he fucks up royally with these women. He's just yeah. like creepy and fucking weird. And he's not ever penalized for that. Right. Like he stalks Elaine, fucks her mom. And she's The worst like, that happens to him is he gets yelled at okay, by Mr. Daddy, Robinson. Okay, daddy, I gotcha. Like it's... Yeah. It's... It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane that, like, this man, I don't know, isn't either beaten or put in jail or I don't know. Yeah. Like, nothing tr- inherently bad happens to him. Yeah. In response to his behavior. And I think that's, like, a commentary in and of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Of, like, the absolute, like, privilege. Yeah. That he just is steeped in. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, overall thoughts, it was an I, interesting watch. It was an interesting watch. It was, I appreciated the cinematography. Yeah. And I appreciated the the way in which some of the scenes were set up and the shots that were taken. Yeah. Some of the cuts were very well done. I yeah. felt like from like a very pulled back, like overview of it. Like, yeah. I think like. A very well-made film. Yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't hit for me the way it might for others. Yeah, it's just not totally my thing. Yeah. Because there is there is parts of the film that I'm, that I'm drawn to that I want more, I want to see more of. Yeah. And that's just, like, not really what this film was about. Like, I want the nitty-gritty of, like, Mrs. Robinson's internal world. Yes. There is a movie 
with Hayden Christensen. Wait, what is... I watched it when I was way too young. Like, way too young. Because my grandma rented it from Blockbuster, I think. Okay. And this is, like, a weird, like... You know, you look back and you're like, wow, that was, like, maybe a semi-sexual awakening, but I really should not have been watching that. Is it Life as a House? Yes, it's Life as a House. And if well, you're at home and you're saying, what is that movie? It's, it's fine, because no one's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's seen the movie. What the fuck is this movie? And it's... A very slice of life kind of poignant okay. film. He Hayden Christensen plays this boy who is doing drugs and is fucking up mm-hmm. and is just not doing well. And mm-hmm. he goes to stay with his dad to like help him build this house and his dad is like suffering with a terminal illness and he starts dating this girl. But her mom also pursues him, and she ends up fucking her mom. And the wait, wait, pause, pause. What? Rewind. Say that one more time. He's helping his term, his dad with terminal, a terminal illness, like build this house as like their last bonding thing. Yeah, his parents aren't together anymore. He ends up dating this girl that like lives in the cul-de-sac. Okay. But eventually, like his mom, her mom ends up pursuing him. Oh, and they okay. sleep together. Oh, and the daughter finds out about it. Oh, he's in like a very similar situation to, got to it, got it, Ben. Got it. But that movie is about the nitty gritty of got it interpersonal relationships. Maybe I'm gonna, maybe I will choose to do this episode, an episode on this film one day. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like it's like the real messy non-stylistic version of The Graduate. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, wow. What, how did I get here? I don't know. But do you want to start a sub- our segment? Sure, sure. We got a new one for you <laughs> We guys. got a new one for you today. All right. Welcome, Parasites, to Would You Rather, a wild little segment of ours that we have created for you where essentially Heenan and I come up with two separate scenarios and we ask each other would we rather yeah and we get to answer great fantastic hina do you have yours uh sure would you rather your mom begin an affair with your boyfriend or Uh uh-huh fuck be in a marriage so loveless and sexless and sexless that you are driven to sleep with your daughter's boyfriend Wow. Wow. Hmm? Hmm. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> I don't even know. Wow. Hmm. Okay, wait. Because these two traumas are, are happening at right, two very right, different right. areas um, of your life. Jesus Christ. Because I'll say the scenario where your mom would sleep with your boyfriend, you're in your 20s. In the right. scenario where you're sleeping with your daughter's boyfriend because uh, you have been driven to the brink of... Uh, I think I'd take the first, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I'll get over it. I have my whole life ahead of me sure it'll it'll be traumatizing but there's hope i feel that i think i think i'm doing that too yeah i think that's uh, too much guilt i'll I, I want my mom to be guilty not me yeah exactly yeah i don't want to be i don't want a, a sexless loveless life and then i'm like you know what i should do fuck up my daughter <laughs> fuck up my daughter and then now i have a, i have a loveless a life <laughs> i have a loveless life now i have now i'm an asshole and i've had a loveless sure life. oh yeah 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 no, thank you. No, okay. I'm taking the first one 110%. Okay, go ahead. Would you rather not 
be able to pursue your dreams and get to have an affair with a younger man. Mm-hmm. So be in a marriage and not be able to give up all your dreams, not be able to do anything, have an affair. Okay. Or you get to be a businesswoman, do all of those things, but you never find love and you're alone. Businesswoman following my dreams for sure. At a girl. For sure. There is no competition. Girl boss. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I... To be honest, like I was having a hard time because that's like your Would You Rather is so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 100% because there just are a lot more ways to be fulfilled in this life. Yeah, for sure. And like if you're listening at home and you're thinking to yourself, I don't know what could be as fulfilling as a relationship, mm-hmm. go to therapy. Mm. and I think think outside of the box I feel like when you don't totally feel like you have a ton of um, overt or flashy talents or whatever it can be easy to be like well that's like kind of for people that are really good at stuff Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like like you're a professional soccer player or something and like I don't have those big ambitions that can fulfill me in that way and so my version of that is going to be a marriage and kids and I'm not, I'm not saying that that can't be incredibly fulfilling for people, but like even stamp collecting or like what, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. it, it doesn't, your dreams don't need to be grand to be deeply satisfying and fulfilling. 100%. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your um, Okay. Would you rather your parents have like a deep level of expectation okay a like ben broderick type of expectation okay but have all of the resources to meet those expectations okay so like very like ben situation or would you rather your parents have no expectations for you Ooh, ooh, that's spicy i think i would take ben situation okay I say that because I think, for me at least, it feels like I came from parents who had no expectations. Really? Yeah. They had no expectations. I, from the outside looking in, I very much disagree with that. They didn't have expect. they had expectations in a very one-dimensional way, in that, like, they had expectations because they felt like they should have expectations, but they never really enforced any of them. They didn't help. They didn't like shape my life in a way in which those, those expectations would be possible would or be possible were ex- were like accessible to you. accessible to me mm. like or if or that I ever felt like they were meaningful. So like you should get good grades, but we aren't gonna make sure you do. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you should get good grades. Because you should get good grades. Right. And then full stop. Yeah. <laughs> Not, you should get good grades because I want you, I expect you to go to college and have a career and do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, you should get good grades on for the principle of the thing. Mm-hmm. And like, you can do, you can like, but you can like be whoever you want and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> mm. It was very much like they were, they were living a caricature of what good parenting should be, mm. but never follow through with any of it. Okay. 
And so I think for me, I would, I think I would rather be burdened with the amount of expectation, but have the actual resources to possibly fulfill it. Mm. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think I'm going no expectations. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, that makes perfect sense for you. Yeah. No expectations. I, I vacillate between thinking that I, I, I think I had a lot of expectations about like the kind of person I should be. Mm Mm-hmm. I never really had any expectations about like what I should do. And I honestly just feel like that's worked out for me that like, you know, you should be a good person. You should be ethical. You should be brave. You should be courageous. Like you should be honest. You should be bold. You should be interesting. You should be funny. You should be charismatic and what you do with that. Whatever. Do you? Yeah. Mm. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. You have to, you have to, I think I was expected to become a person who could do, whatever I wanted to do eventually. Right. And like all of those skills are the same regardless of like what direction you want to go in. You want to be a lawyer. You want to be a doctor. You want to be mm. an accountant. You want to own a business. You, But you need to be someone who would be able to if that was your desire. That like you could go all the way. Right. Okay. Yeah. What's your last one? Would you rather be married to Mrs. Robinson <laughs> or to Ben? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right? How do I begin this thought experiment? Okay, I'm just going to talk out loud. Okay. Um, Mrs. Robinson, number one, hot. Yep. Number two, kind of, I mean, that, that woman is feisty. She sure you know, is. She's interesting in bed for sure. Yep. Fuck. Oh, wait. It, okay, so in this scenario, is Mrs. Robinson married and she'd be getting divorced married me? Oh, like is she Mrs. Robinson? Yeah, she is Mrs. Robinson. She Ooh, okay, is that's kind of spicy. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that's a pro and a con for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, she, she is Mrs. Robinson. Okay, and he is Ben. Okay, as they are now. Okay, pros for Ben. Malleable. <laughs> uh, he just is like ugh, he has a shit personality. He really does. He's not interesting. Uh, he's fucking whiny. This is true, but he is a a white male with a degree. Sure, <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, eventually, it's possible that he, well, yeah, he like inherit his daddy's money. He could yeah. probably be a breadwinner. He could set shit up for you. He could potentially. I'm going Mrs. Robinson, and okay. here's why. I know that <laughs> she's <laughs> deeply damaged, but we can go to therapy. Um, I also know that she has been forced to be a housewife for her whole life, but I also believe that inside she has some ambition and I envision with, um, enough TLC on my part as her life partner that I could fund what I would imagine would be like some small vintage shop that she owns that like would like become a franchise and like she would open multiple locations and we would like consistently go on like very chaotic like lesbian vacations where we like had a photographer like follow us around and like take candid shots of us in rome wow (laughs) okay hold on okay so this is the lesbian fantasy that hina never got to live (laughs) in an in in an alternative world um, You'd make a fantastic I, lesbian. I am a 
a dom like, mommy. Ver- like, <laughs> <laughs> like femme mask switch lesbian in overalls, but oh. like with a tube top that like owns a, a flower shop. Oh, 100%. I'm like, here's the thing. Bakes is that, like, for the farmer's market I, on Sundays. I don't, listen, that's in your future, bitch. Like, I, <laughs> I don't care what you say. You can do that as a straight sure, woman. Sure, fair. Well, I mean, I already kind of lived that life. No, you I'm do. just kind of describing myself. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's already in your future. We're just waiting for the fucking farmer's sure. market. Sure. But I just market. mean, in my, in this alternative universe, right. I have, like, like a really hot, tat, like, tatted up femme. Yeah, vibe you know. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Zoe Kravitz. Oh, Zoe Kravitz. You know, can we talk about her for a second? We've been talking about her for twenty four hours. We saw Batman last. We saw night, Batman, and I've I am down bad. Oh yeah. Oh my god, her she's, intro she's scene in that movie. Snack. I could just play that shit on repeat. Like yeah. Yes, Queen. <laughs> Whatever you want. Literally, what do you okay. need? Okay, who are you marrying? Who am I marrying? Besides Zoe Kravitz. Oh no, I'm for sure marrying Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Give me give me get you. Okay, okay. So I like you, I recognize her ambition. Yeah. Her very like suppressed ambition. Mm-hmm. And what I would want to do is I would want to essentially fix her. <laughs> fuck you, first of all. Yes. The answer is yes, I would want to fix her. Yes. And so we'd go to therapy together. Oh, and then, cute. And then we would build, I, I would want her to start uh, pursuing art again. Mm. And so I would help. Paint me like one of your French girls. Exactly. I'd be like her model or some shit. Okay. And then I'd, I'd help her market her, her yes. gallery. And like, it's just, it's just mommy's vagina. <laughs> wall to wall. It's just my vagina. vagina. Like just, a, just really an altar to me. And <laughs> fun fact, my mom makes vagina art. She does. She makes a lot of vagina art, yeah. and it's beautiful. It's not just of vaginas, but vaginas are always hidden in her art. Yeah, there's the, always a vagina. Vaginas in there. are the are the where the where's Waldo of my mom's art. <laughs> yes. Where's the vagina? There, it's there. You yeah. just gotta look hard enough. Okay, sorry. So she's opening up a gallery with photos of your vagina on the wall. Right. Yeah. 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 Or paintings or whatever. Yeah. And I'm helping her market it, and we just build like this uh, empire, this art vaginal empire. empire. Yeah. And nice. uh, we just uh, gaslight gatekeep girl boss all okay. day until the end of time. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Here's a little bonus that's not a would you rather. What sex toy do you think is in <gasps> Mrs. Robinson's top drawer, tra- top dresser drawer? Strap on. Strap on. Really? 100%. Mm. She wants to peg some. She wants some, to... some boys? Mm, mm-hmm. Or women. I don't know. Who's to say? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, she's a pegger for sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, the second thing I would say. Riding crop. Mmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? You can see it. Oh, I can totally see it. What are you thinking? Okay, do you remember those? Who was I talking to about this? Have you seen the dildos that look like aliens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You what are they called? Uh, our other friend were talking about it. Yeah, what are they called? Do they have a name? They're just, they're monster cocks. Monster cocks. Yeah, that like look like sea creatures and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get them. It's like, oh, fuck. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a like website. Dra- it's a dragon something, dragoncocksomething.com. Dragon dicks. Dra- dra- dragon, dragon licking uh, dicks. Look it up. So that our listeners can go for their viewing pleasure. Hold on, hold on. 
BadDragon.com. BadDragon.com. That's what it is. I think that Mrs. Robinson might have some collector items from BadDragon.com. Yeah. Also, it is uh, Bad-Dragon.com, to okay. be clear. Not to be confused with Bad Dragon. Right, right, right. I just I want Which y'all might to take figure you out. To the I want you guys to go to the right place. naughty, naughty dragon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to go to the right place. Yes. Wow. I think uh, she has some collector's items. They have a demon dick. That, that's what I'm saying. I think they have some collector's items that she actually, you know what? It's not even in her fucking dresser drawer. It is in one of those clear display cases, like (gasps) in her fucking living room. Oh my God. She like has collector editions. She has artful dildos. (gasps) She has like glass dildos and shit. Yes. All artful dildos, but unlike other collectibles, she does use them, pristinely cleans them and puts them away so that when people come and touch the, the little dildos, she gets a little hee-hee-hee-hee because that, that person thinks that it's like a collector's item that's only oh my for God. looking, but really it's for using and looking. Damn, I love that. Thank you. I love that. There's some interesting ones here. Now, I've, now I'm in a rabbit hole. Yeah, well, yeah, you're, you'll get engrossed. Well, it's just... What, 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 what are you looking there's at? A, there's a paw. You can have paws. Oh yeah, I mean, that, there, this is a this is a, a, fu- a furry oriented paw, and it's just like a wolf paw. Oh yeah, that's and that's the dildo. the The community of bad dragon dildo users and furries uh, is a cross section that greatly overlaps. I would have to assume. I assume. Oh, there's an egg plug. That's All right, we're gonna get way off yeah, the cuff sorry. Well, here. Listen, um, we already w- listen. <laughs> what else is new? Okay, this should have happened in the Fifty Shades of Grey episode, but here we are. It's good to be back with you. Um, Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, We will be streaming some more on uh, twitch.tv slash parasocialpodcast. We're going to play some co op games. It's going to be very exciting. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. So please come see us on there. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe. Love you all. All the things. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Where are you going? You don't leave at the end of a Marvel movie. Before you do anything else, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr at parasocialangst. You can tell us what you think about the episode, write Hina love letters. What can I say? I'm a Leo. I run on praise and adoration. But you can send Momi your original fan fiction. She lives for that shit. I do live for that shit. But until next time. Have a snack. Call your therapist. As bona fide professionals, we have to give you the disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Not to mention that everything we say on this show is a reflection of our own personal views and does not necessarily reflect the views of Daydreamer Network. Precisely. For example, we think Buffy should have ended up with Angel. Daydreamer might be on Team Spike. That's not our business. Listen at your own risk.